This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the Netherlands, our virtual studios in the cloud. And Camarillo, California. It is time once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the Marketing Geeks. And we're doing a special version of the Marketing Geeks because this one is going to be simultast on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. That's right. We are breaking new ground. We are entering new realms of social media because we are not only the number one podcast for Sex Robot Reports, but we're also the number one source for simulcasting podcasts with the YouTubes. Ever, ever, maybe, maybe not. I think we are, man. I mean, <laughs> we have made several top 10 lists. That's right. Of people who like to make top 10 lists about marketing podcasts. We got on a couple of those. So, and I mean, we jam, we jam our listeners with so much knowledge, so much content, so much value that they don't even know what to do with themselves. Their heads are overflowing. They come to us. They're just singing our praises. And because yeah, we're the marketing geeks. Marketing geeks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. It is time for the Marketing Geeks. We are simulcasting. This episode, if this works, it may become a thing, but you may be able to uh, stop what you're doing and actually go to a YouTube a video of us geeking about our marketing. Uh, but, uh, but this is actually a bonus episode because what we intend to do on this particular episode is uh, something we have never done before. Uh, I want to go over some of my favorite uh, little tips and tricks, like like the the little hacks that I've learned along the way that really help with marketing. I uh, I'm going to share some of those. Oh, I love that you're using buzzwords like hacks. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's a it's a it's a good word. It's something that I would use to describe us. Actually, <laughs> I would, I would... You sound like a 39 year old, Andros. You you don't sound anything like a 49 year old. I do. I do. I <laughs> God, I hope so. 
Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, today we're going to go, uh, we're going to, we're going to go off script a little bit. Not that we ever have a script, but uh, today we are going to, <laughs> we're going to uh, uh, go over some of our, our, our personal favorite hacks that we like uh, in, in our marketing techniques. And uh, just because, you know, there, there are little things I've noticed along the way that uh, you get to a certain point and you go, Wow, out of everyone in this room, I at least am the most knowledgeable about this subject, right? I, I, sometimes it doesn't take much. In fact, um, uh, pretty much every job I've ever gotten uh, has been a matter of me just going, yeah, I know how to do that. And then uh, spending 20 hours on a, a, a LinkedIn course or two to learn how to do that particular skill. So um that's that's kind of yeah. that's one of my hacks actually. It, it's it's kind of funny, but it's true. Uh, I mean, how often? <laughs> yeah, if there's a topic, I mean, as long as you have the competence to be able to absorb material quickly, I mean, I, I guess I I was um, you probably weren't this way, Andros, but I was like an A student when I was you know going through the public school system. So I have like I have an ability to absorb information very quickly. Yeah. And if you give me a test right afterwards, I'm like an incredible test taker. Like I could crush an exam. I could I mean I could take exams blind and probably get a get a like 75%. Like that's how good I am. I mean I am the good. king of test taking. It doesn't mean I learn the skills, it just means that I can crush test taking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I've actually. How I passed college, man. Barely went to class. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I never quite finished college. So you you went up on me. I've shamed the family. I got my degree in biopsychology. Yeah. Biopsychology. We studied. You know, I, I technically I was, I was one class away from being pre med. And uh, I had to take a third quarter of organic chemistry, and I would have been a full pre med student. And, and how did that work out for you? Um, well, I got a job out of college in insurance. Um, and then I, I did some work, uh, <laughs> in telemarketing, did some work in the movie, in the movie industry as a uh, production assistant. And then I became what I am today, your favorite podcast host out of two on the marketing geeks. Well, keep it up then because it's, I guess it's, it's serving you well. <laughs> I, uh, hey, I make more money doing what I do now than I did then. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, first of all, one of the things, this is one of the things I want to address and, and why I want to give out some of the little hacks that I do is because I've had a, a couple of our seven listeners reach out to me and they've, you know, complimented the show, which always surprises me. Uh, and then, uh, and they, they, they say, well, I haven't really gotten started as a marketer yet. So I'm going to give a shout out to one of our, uh, seven listeners, Justin Latham, who, uh, sweet guy. We had a nice little, uh, uh, quick chat on LinkedIn and, and with, uh, you know, he, he was, he, he says that he's, he's kind of getting started. And, and, and so the question is this is like, let's say that you decide, okay, I'm going to be a marketer. How do you how do you do that where you you land that first client? Because there's a couple of issues that always happen whenever you uh, for, from from just my own personal experience. Whenever you first start, there's always this feeling of like number one, uh, how much do I charge? And you and guaranteed you are are, are underpaying yourself. Uh, the second question is how do I get clients? Obviously. And uh, the answer is this, you, you get the job, first of all, by being the most knowledgeable person in the room. Uh, 
If you if they're if you're sitting down for a meeting with somebody, it's because they have what you need in your head. And and the the best way to just start is to um, literally look online at people's websites and find out like what the hell is going on with them. Uh, and I guarantee you, if you sat down at your computer right now, if you, if you're just looking for clients, you're just starting out, just look at the websites at all of the businesses right around your area. I will guarantee you there will be someone who doesn't have a mobile optimized site. They don't have any content for their website. Uh, their website may be outdated. Uh, and all you need to do is just walk in there and go, hey, uh, I just noticed your, uh, I really like this shop, but your site doesn't reflect it. Uh, I, I might be able to help you out. And that's all you really need to do is just to start a meeting. Because if you can walk into a situation where you can give somebody one or two tidbits of information that it makes sense to them, You've got them. And then the rest of it is just making the proposal. And then uh, the other thing that I would recommend is always uh, make the proposal, put a price down, and then give yourself a 10% raise. And then change the price. Make it 10% higher like than it. you originally put. And, and, and yeah. for a lot of our listeners, especially um, – I think a lot of listeners are also uh, afraid that they're too young and they have, uh, I would call this a limiting belief um, around being too young. Let me tell you, I want to tell you guys a little secret because this is, this is true for me. It might be true for you, Andros. At, mm -hmm. at my, at my old age of 35 years old, I can't tell the difference between like a 16 year old and a 25 year old anymore. Like when I was like, you know, when I was like 16 or 18, like I could tell you better know the difference between that. Otherwise you're going to end up in jail, my friend. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm, I'm married, so I'm okay. Um, but <laughs> that's a good point. It depends what state you're in, though. You know, it depends what state you're in, also. Uh, but the point is, the point is this: like, I if if I'm doing business, I don't I don't even I look at the the value that that person's providing. I don't even look at the age. I don't even care about the age. Age is not a factor in my mind if I'm going to do business with somebody or not. Um, I look at the knowledge base, like what you said, Andros, it matters how, how much you know and how confidently you come across. If you can come across confidently and competently, then you can get the business. It, it really does not have to do with, with your age, except for the, the limiting beliefs that you put in your own head. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. been my experience. I've known 25 year olds making almost, uh, well, high six figures, um, close to seven figures. I'm sure there are, I mean, obviously like there are exceptions of people making seven or eight figures. Like you got good old Mark Zuckerberg was crushing it in his early, uh, early twenties. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the point is that age is not really relevant in terms of, um, whether or not you can succeed. Anyone can succeed in this business. It's just a matter of overcoming those own, you know, self-doubt, those own limiting beliefs and, and really putting yourself out there and making it happen. Yeah. And you only need to know a little bit more than the most knowledgeable person in the room. So, so what's interesting is right now I'm, uh, I have a, I have a, a, a very large client and, um, what I'm, uh, what I'm doing them with them is I'm, I'm basically helping their complete social media marketing, but, uh, they had an agency in, uh, in, in somewhere in a country that rhymes with France. Um, and they, and, and that particular, uh, agency was supposed to be like super top notch recommended. Uh, and I started dealing with them and I, I, I was shocked at how, how much they kind of sucked. Uh, they built a competent website, but it wasn't like anything that was a big deal, but there were little tiny signs that I could tell that it was just like, come on guys. Like, this is a basic thing. Like one of the things, if you're developing a website, for instance, 
uh, and you have it on a online server, like I have my own server, uh, when you're developing the website, you have to shut off the search engine uh, uh, crawling ability for the website. Otherwise, the, the test site is going to show up in search results. And, uh, and that was one of the things that happened. They had trouble connecting to analytics. They, uh, they weren't running a, an ad campaign very well. Anyway, it's just, it, it's, it, it, you, you, what I'm saying is that, is that you have to also believe in your abilities, right? Because uh, you, don't, you don't necessarily need to know everything. And what you don't know, you can learn. Uh, but but if there is something that uh, you're you, that that is a hole in your knowledge, just learn that. And then you have it. But but it, it, I guarantee you, this is kind of like you can go down different types of rabbit holes, and for the most part, a lot of people don't know what they're doing. And so so if you can just come in with a little bit of knowledge that helps, uh, that is an amazing uh, an amazing thing. So. One of the things that that I recommend is always um, uh, when someone's developing a website, this is a, a, a little tip, uh, go make sure that every single photo that you put onto someone's website has the name of the company and what the, what the photo is and the keyword for that particular site, like the main uh, keyword of, of that you're that you're looking to rank in because when Google does their uh, search engine rankings, they look to see if photos are tagged appropriately. So that's one of those little tiny things that you most people don't think about. Um, and if you really want to get geeky about it, you can go into the metadata of all the photos and make sure that it's keyworded appropriately, and uh, that will help your search engine rankings. Well, this also goes into I mean things like podcasting. So. We're talking about these as marketing hacks. Uh, whenever I release a podcast episode, I'm always going into the metadata of the audio file and I'm putting in all kinds of information and I'm featuring certain keywords that I want to be I want to be searchable on these different podcast platforms. So each podcast platform is a little bit different. I mean, Apple's podcast platform is a real basic search keyword term kind of platform. It actually emphasizes your author tag very, very, very heavily. It, uh, it emphasizes certain tags like your title very, very heavily. The, the metadata I don't think is as valuable in Apple as it is on something like Google Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, but it is important that you, you, know, you include these keywords in the metadata of um, if you're on the website, it's in the images. If you're doing audio, put it in the audio file. So always be, be thinking in terms of machine, machine algorithms and how they're going to find things. And the more you can optimize, the better your search engine optimization will be. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, the other little hack that, uh, that I really love is if you can uh, find a certain amount of keywords for a particular niche that you're trying to, uh, uh, trying to rank for, then just creating content on, especially because most of us have WordPress sites, but if you create, create a, a blog with that content in mind, and uh, just a, a long tail keyword that not too many people have uh, have have cornered. Uh, so what I'm saying is that if you're looking for, for instance, a subject matter to write about on your blog, just write a blog based around a keyword that is most relevant within your industry. And you may not get on, uh, you know, the first page, but it will help your overall rankings. Because remember that Google has something like 220 different types of uh, uh, 
systems that they go through to to figure out what a search ranking is. Uh, the top ones are uh, like backlinks, whether or not your uh, site is search engine optimized, and you know if, if and whether or not the photos are aligned, whether or not the content is uh, relevant to the queries asked. So don't be afraid to use some long tail, ter- tail terms, meaning phrases that are not just one keyword, but several phrases put together. And uh, that will definitely help your search rankings. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about also were branded branded keywords. And you've talked about this for years, Andros. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I was at Traffic and Conversions, the, uh, this, one of the speakers there was talking a lot about making sure that your website is ranking for your own branded keywords. So you want to have you want to make sure that you are ranking number one for your, your own terms, right? So if your if your company is, well, give me an example. If your company is Starchild, we'll just call this Star. I was gonna say Starchild. Let's just call it that. You want to make sure that you're ranking for that name in your keyword terms. And if you are if if Starchild is a competitor of yours, you can actually run Google AdWords against those branded keyword terms. So if you know that your your competitor is one of these uh, one of these main websites. You can you could purchase ads against those keyword terms, and if somebody searches them, you show up above them in the search results because you have uh, you have your ads running. So that's a that's a kind of a nice marketing hack that that you could do to get in front of the traffic that's going to your competitor websites. Um, and that's what I do with you. I, I, I'm running I'm running Star Child Interactive competitor ads against your business. You, that's what happened to my business? That's me. Oh, my God. That's what happened. I, I did that just to prove a point, my friend. Just to prove a point. That's why I spoofed your email and hacked you last week. What? That was you? <laughs> it was me. It wasn't It wasn't Joseph Jaffe. It wasn't the Admiral. It was me. If I wasn't here in the Netherlands, I would be at your house having a very stern conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, Wait, let, me, let me do this real quick. I want to take a pause real quick. Two things. Yeah. I want to pause and I want okay. to give um, our supporters of the show a shout out. Uh, I, I mentioned them at the end of the last episode, but I want to give them a shout out again. These are the, the latest supporters of the show. Um, we have Iris Garretts. We have Westine Otto, Islam Ahmed, and Jessica Wynn. I want to give them shout outs because they're supporting the show at $4.99 a month. And they have been loyal, loyal followers of the show. They've reached out to us. Um, it's And they're they're awesome. Uh, but if you are Westine Auto and you're listening to the show and that's your name, please email us at realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com because I need your email address to get you access to the webinar recordings. So, um, and for future for future donors, when you do donate, make sure that you also send an email because our platform does not automatically send us your contact information. It just sends us your name. So uh, step one, donate to the show. Step two, send an email so that I have your contact info and can send you the recordings of the webinars. That's all. Back to you, Andros. And step three, recommend us to 500 of your closest friends and leave a five-star review and tell us how awesome we are because we love you. So um, what else you got for me? Well, why don't you give us another tool? Let's, give, let's go into the tools. Let's go. Knock them out. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Google Trends uh, is obviously one of uh, both of our favorite tools. I've talked about this before. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, uh, if you are uh, watching this on YouTube, then this is going to make sense. I'm going to talk my way through it, but I'm actually going to do a uh, screen share. My God. My God. The technology that's available to us now is just incredible. We are, we are breaking new ground, my friends. So 
Uh, all right. Okay. So, so I am, uh, I am going to uh, take a look here. So here we are in Google Trends, which is uh, one of my absolute favorite, favorite tools. It's free. It's from Google. You just type, search for Google Trends. And uh, this is something that I really love to do because... I see that Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian are trending right there in purple and blue. No, are they? Oh, this is... Uh, Can you believe it? I... Are they feuding? Uh, I, you know what? If they don't owe me money, then I don't really care. <laughs> That's just my thought on it. Hey, can, can I want to take a? I, I have a question, Andros, because I've been reading all yeah. this about Michael Jackson recently, and this is this is might be off topic a little bit, uh-huh. but uh, I mean mostly on topic. Michael Jackson, they've been like the Simpsons got rid of his episode featuring him, I, yeah. and I know there's something to do with like his charges of what was it, you know, alleged. child, alleged, whatever, yeah, alleged. So what what happened? What I mean, did somebody make somebody made a documentary or something about him? Like what? I don't even know what happened. I just see all of a sudden everyone's like distancing themselves from Michael well, Jackson. Let, let, this is this is a good segue. So let's look at see. All right, who, good. This is good. We're going to use the keyword tool to to tell me what happened to Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. And you find, out, find out. Find out. M I C H A E I. I know. God. You typed in Michael and Sylvester Stallone came up as an option. I know. That was weird. And and Jackson does not have an E in there. That was weird. Okay. There's no E in Jackson. Did I misspell Jackson too? Well, Jackison. (laughs) J-A-C-K-E-S-O-N. Jackison? There's no E. There we go. Man, what's the matter with me? I have to narrate because our listeners don't see this. They don't actually see these Stupid brain. So when you misspell words, I want to make sure that I want to make sure that I call you out on it. Okay, so so here here I am. I am uh, looking at the uh, interest in Michael Jackson uh, from and look uh, at that spike. The big spike. There was a huge spike right after this uh, Finding Neverland. Uh, February 24th. Yeah. So it was a documentary that basically said that uh, there were some um, alleged uh, young people who are now adults who said that Michael Jackson abused them through many, many years. Uh, and uh, they talked to uh, them as survivors and just kind of what happened. I have I I don't I don't even I don't even know where I begin with it. I mean it's 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 yeah. I'll tell you what's hard about it is is that here you have a guy who obviously was very troubled and he uh, he didn't discover marketing so he went into singing and that's what I would have done had I not discovered marketing. Uh, but what I wouldn't have done ever is uh, had a sleepover with children. Uh, I do all the time now because I have one and I, and the sleepover is with my own kid. But, uh, but I, I, uh, I, I think that that, that, that gets into some strange territory when you do that, but he was not a normal person and there was something wrong with him and he needed mental help. And no, he, he was not. I, I mean, I grew up and I remember that he was like best friends with Macaulay Culkin when I was young. Cause yeah. Macaulay Culkin was like my hero when I was a kid. Cause you know, he was like my same age as me almost. Yeah. Um, and I grew up with Home Alone. But yeah, it's, I, I just don't like it because, I mean, I guess it's fair, but it's, uh, you know, he's dead. He's He can't defend himself. It's, I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's it's tough it's, when, when, somebody, when, you're, a, when you're smearing somebody's name that can't defend themselves. But if, I mean, if it's true, 
it's true. So it's it's a tough it's a, it's tough, a tough situation. situation. I mean, I, I'm biased because I love I love Michael Jackson's music. So yeah, I love Cosby. I I, I loved Harvey Weinstein's yeah. films. I love Louis C.K. I still think he's funny. But man, I mean, like. You know, when does the when does the person and the art have to become two separate things, or are they the same thing? And uh, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, have some very true. strong feelings about this, and some of the, my positions around it are very controversial. And this is a family show, so I just want to get back to what I was going to be talking about. <laughs> this is very much a family show because now you put me down this crazy rabbit hole, and now you bummed out my evening, man. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, so I'm looking. I'm looking at that interest in Michael Jackson. It looks like Nevada is one of the top places that uh, people have been searching for Michael Jackson because of Las Vegas. Because of Las Vegas, which is very interesting. But I can also see the related topics, like uh, you know, uh, some of the things that people have been looking at, also like Joe Jackson, the musician, and uh, child abuse uh, allegations. And uh, Debbie Rowe, who was the woman who allegedly carried his his child, but uh, you can zero yeah. in on these different areas. And uh, if there was, like, say, a uh, "Do you support Michael Jackson?" campaign that you want to run, and uh, the yeses get uh, a uh, uh, "Michael Jackson is innocent" T-shirt ad, and the noes get a "Send Michael Jackson to jail" ad. Uh, then you might be able to sell some T-shirts and make money off of this whole mess. That's what it really comes down to: is can you make money <laughs> off of this mess? <laughs> no comment. So that, that's no comment. Anyway, but as you can see, but I agree with you. As you can see, uh, this is a very <laughs> handy tool. I'm just going to stop my share now, man. You've just you've just ruined my whole my whole thunder. I know. I just ruined your mojo. We talked about Michael Jackson, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I wanted to know the truth. No, it's, it's, I don't know it's, what. I don't know what happened. I, I haven't heard. I haven't seen the movie. No, it's know. it's uh, it's an interesting. It's a, it's an interesting topic. And you know, one of the things I, I got to tell you that that you know, if we're going to go down this rabbit hole just a little bit, and this this actually ties into everything with like marketing and 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 just where we are in the world today, and and part of where we are is is we're in a place where all of the institutions we held dear, all of the idols that we admired, all of the stories that we thought we loved, uh, they're all getting wrecked, right? Because you look at all these people that have come out now and it turns out that they were either pedophiles or awful people or they had this terrible history and then you look at our institutions that are not serving us at all or are, are doing the exact opposite of what they were set up to do. You look at the stability of just where we're at. Uh, technically, on paper, this is the safest time that we have ever been around. The less wars, less famine. But on the other side of that, this is also the, the, the most perilous time because we are just standing on a precipice and anything can happen. And one of the things I really like about, about the power of marketing specifically is that you, you, can, you can find a product or service of your choosing. You don't have to work for a terrible company. You can work for like a small industry or a political candidate that you like, or uh, you can work for, for the local health food store. And if they need help with this stuff, 
this is a great way to give back a little bit. I mean, like you can, you don't have to take the high paying jobs. You can, you can do an exchange with somebody that's going to be on par with like the amount of effort that you give out. Uh, I'm all for the barter system even, and I've done some barter jobs and that's, that's great. But uh, you know, looking out for, for small, you, know, you can also, you can also market yourself. You can also market yourself and you can also create your own narrative around yourself. Yeah. So if you are, if you are marketing yourself, you can help to shape the narrative. I mean, obviously if you run for politics, that's going to change and you're going to be put under a microscope and that's a lot, that's a whole nother conversation. But if you're just like your, your everyday Joe and you want to, you want to make yourself into a bit of a celebrity, but I mean, not, you know, not like a, a tr- not a huge celebrity, but like a micro celebrity, you can market yourself. Um, you can, and you can, you're the one that controls the storyline. So you tell your story, you tell people your truth, and that's what's going to get out there. Now, uh, uh, once again, if you get too big, people might start digging a little bit and they might, they might reveal some truths. But uh, for the most part, most of us can, can shape our own, our own narratives yeah. because of marketing, because we have that power. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's, there, there's, it's like, it's like uh, using the force. There's the, the light side of the force and the dark side of the force. Uh, you can like do the Jedi mind trick with marketing. It's, it's, it is a superpower of, of sorts. But the question is, is like, what side are you using it for? Because, you know, there are people that do marketing for big pharma and they go, well, you know, it's just paying me the bills or they're doing uh, they, they're happy because they get a political candidate that has a lot of dark money behind them and they will pay you to market that candidate. But but part of, you know, as as the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibility, because marketing, when you really come down to it, is the power of manipulation. Of Did propaganda. you just come up with that yourself? That's brilliant. Yeah, that's a great saying. I've never heard that before. Never. With great power comes white. Well, how'd it go? Oh, great wow. responsibility. Oh. You know who? who told me that? My oh. Uncle Ben. Wise man. Very wise man, Uncle Ben. Yeah, he died. How did he die killed. again? Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, I don't remember. Me Long time ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, but the, the the point the point here is that is that. Um, uh, I implore, I mean, this is one of the tricks that I use and, and I, I know I probably could have been a lot better off than I am financially. You could have been a doctor, I mean, man. I'm doing pretty you well, but I could have done, I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Uh, but, but the thing is, is that I, 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 I didn't ever want to sell out and, and I've done those jobs where it's just like someone I don't like, or I don't get along with, or I don't like their business practice. And, and that it never ends well. It never ends well. So one of the hacks that I pride myself on is I don't take jobs with people that I don't like, or I don't like the product. Or I don't like who they are. If it goes against my own personal integrity, yeah, I will take that's it. That's good. I like that you ha- take a stand on that. That's, a, that's important. Uh, I, I just wanted to add a couple things. I mean, I, you know, out of college, I took a job in insurance right off the bat. So the, I, I graduated and seriously, the Monday, I think I graduated on like Friday and then I, I started work on a Monday after that. I didn't take any time off after college. Went right in full time insurance sales agent. I mean, I was incredible, obviously incredible, incredible sales agent. I could sell the shit out of auto insurance. Can we say that on the show? Sure. Why not? You can. It's it your show. show. You can do whatever you want, man. We, we do market as explicit content, even though we rarely even use explicit content. Um, but yeah. Maybe I mean, we should take advantage of that shit. I know. We should. We should. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I was an auto insurance sales agent and, you know, I worked in a cubicle and I will tell you that after about six months of that job, I was miserable. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was so miserable. I, I was like spiritually dead. That job sucked all the life out of me to the point where, you know, every day was like misery. If you've ever seen the movie office space where he, where he talks about like, so he's like, so well, I've had that job. I've had that job. Is today the worst day of your life? <laughs> yes. Every day is the worst day of my life. <laughs> that, that was how it was. Um, so, you know, that's why now that I work for myself, I'm incredibly happy because I control my own schedule and uh, I actually make more money than I did when I was working for them. So it's a, it's a double win-win. So, I'm happy. so let's, let's talk about this. Cause you know, this is one of the things that I, uh, I also, some of our seven listeners have talked to ask me about is when you're first starting out, like, what do you do? The, the first thing I would do, but like, in fact, if you could hear my voice, the first thing that I would do is I would get an LLC going. I would turn yourself into an LLC. And, and the, the primary reason for this is because it changes the conversation with yourself where rather than going, oh, I have to get a job and I'm going to look for a job that needs a marketer and they're going to, you know, if it's your first job, they're not going to pay you very well. And it's going to probably be a miserable experience. I mean, some people are great in offices. But when, when you have your LLC and it's your own business and you set up your own business bank account, your own business PayPal, the conversation turns more into like, oh, I have to rely on someone else to get some money to there's money out there. I just got to pick up the phone enough times and get the money. Right. So so and plus you get to write everything off of your taxes. Uh, and, and then you have the freedom to schedule yourself however you want. And, and, and on a, on a much larger scale, uh, if, and I've said this before, if the laws of the United States are, are that, that, uh, a, a corporation is a person, that corporation has more voting rights and more personal rights and more religious freedom, uh, than, than a normal person. So as a corporation, you can get away with a lot more. These laws were set up to help rich people, but you can take advantage of it. And especially as we get into the gig economy, which a lot of marketers are these days, they're just gigging it. Uh, you have to set up your own LLC and, and otherwise, you know, you, you mess up someone's campaign and make their product look bad. You're on the hook for it. So uh, one of my yeah. life hacks here is to start an LLC. Yep. Separate. Liability. You are, it's a, you're a separate legal entity and liability is separated as long as you follow the rules of the law. If you, if you make a mistake, if you commingle your accounts, things like that, you, you know, they can pierce the corporate veil. Very, uh, very doable. But if you, if you follow the rules, um, you're separating your legal liability from yourself so that they could bankrupt the business, but they won't bankrupt you personally as well. Um, theoretically, if you're doing everything correctly. So I'm not going to say that yeah. with certainty because that, again, you can pierce the corporate veil if they find something that you did incorrectly. So there's always that potential. And, and if, and, and if they don't, you could end up just being president. You could. Yeah. If you, if you don't, you just become president of the United States. Easy to do. Just use Twitter. That's all. Have a Twitter account. <laughs> That's it. And then every time you tweet, make sure that the news media covers every single tweet that you do with a front page story. <laughs> that helps too. 
Um, I think I, I think I'm going to come back to the states and run for president based on that go. recommendation. There you go. Just make sure you have a friend that uh, has all the major news networks that's going to throw your tweet on the front page. You know, mm. I wanted to talk about one of our tools. We've we've mentioned this tool several several times, but AppSumo, AppSumo mm. for marketing, very very awesome tool. If you don't know what AppSumo is, and let me tell you this: if you have a propensity towards shopping addiction, don't go there. Don't go there. Because you're going to become an addict, <laughs> but if you're very into marketing and you love uh, you love like the latest tools and trends, AppSumo is awesome because you can get lifetime deals on these brand new softwares that are being launched for about forty nine to fifty nine dollars, typically sometimes as high as a hundred. Sometimes that's for a lifetime. These are for lifetime deals, and sometimes there's something called stacking, so you might have to buy more than one code if you want to unlock more features with the software. Uh, but I won't get too into that. But if you go to this website, you're going to see all kinds of tools um, that are available. Like right now, if I go to the website, there's a, there's a tool called Book Like a Boss where you can, it's an online scheduler, but you get lifetime license. So instead of using something like Schedule Once or using something like Appointment Core where you're paying, um, you're paying a monthly fee, you can have something like Book Like a Boss and you can schedule um, and have the software available to you for free for life. So this is really cool. So I, every now and then, some of these softwares, you know, break out and they become huge. And then you have a lifetime license, and everybody else is paying one hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars a month, and you've got that lifetime license. I so. bought a few stinkers, but but oh, yeah. yeah, there's a few things I bought that that weren't great. But there's a couple of things that I bought that it was like the best forty nine dollars I spent. I have I, I have a whole gamut of tools now that I use. Uh, that basically, it, it's like. I don't need Moz. I don't need uh, Screaming Frog. I don't need any of those because I have all these tools that basically do yeah. all of that. And uh, and I paid like 49 bucks. I was like so happy. Once in a while, one of them will go off the cliff and they won't work anymore. But, yeah, that's true too. Uh, for the most part, yeah, that that's a that's I'm addicted to that too. Yeah, I mean, it's just an awesome software. Yeah, there's a little bit of risk. There's a little bit of risk involved in that. Yeah, some of these may, they may not keep them up after like two years or so. Most of them do though. I mean, the majority of them, I think almost all of mine are still active. Um, but again, yeah, you're getting a lot of these tools. Just make sure you're using them. I think uh, sometimes cause I probably own, I'd say I probably have 50% I use, 50% I don't. <laughs> so I guess some of you could call that wasted money, but they're tax write-offs too, yeah, right? Exactly. Because you have your LLC, right? Because I have my LLC. I do. I do have my LLC. Yeah. And uh, there's a new tool on there too called Social uh, Sociamonials, which uh, I just bought. I got it. And I bought it. I, I, I'm just starting to play with it a little bit. It, lo it looks pretty cool. I haven't really completely rolled it out yet, but it's an awesome social media marketing tool. And I'm excited to, to really dive into it. But there's lots of, there's just lots of tools out there. Some of them will do like Facebook Messenger bots. Some of them do things like they have graphic designs. They have things like there's a bookkeeping one out there right now. Um, and then they have even some free tools like this yeah. Sparkwood, anyway, Sparkwood Legal. This, we're, this is like free publicity. We're not we're not getting sponsored by AppSumo. This is just like we're just love the site. So that's true, huh? But, but we just love their tool. Maybe we can get yeah, maybe we can get some AppSumo people on here. AppSumo, if you're listening, we want you to sponsor the show because we love your tool. We, I mean, go look at my account and tell me how much money I've spent. And I think AppSumo, you, you're going to get your money back. AppSumo, you're going to get your money back. Just that's the right. Show. That's right. Because he loves your tool. Uh, another, oh man. Yeah, Sorry. that, that sounded did wrong. You did it to me. So, uh, another, uh, another great, uh, tool that, and we talked about this just before the show started, 
we both really appreciate the idea of personalization. Personalization is a great hack. And the reason why is because automation has basically got people numb to automation. You get an automated robocall, you get an automated email, you get an automated message, you, you know, an automated response to your social media posting. You know it, it doesn't feel very good. It just feels like someone just was automating everything. Yeah. So a personal touch is, uh, here, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, we, uh, uh, the, the people that I'm doing uh, the big job for right now, they, uh, they had this issue because they went to a trade show and they collected a bunch of cards and then they were going to send out a uh, standard email marketing campaign like, thank you, blah, 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 blah. I was like, look, you know, you're looking for leads, right? All of those emails are going to go right into the trash. Your click rate is going to be terrible. What would be better is to write a personal email to each one of these people and say, thank you for attending, you know, really like if you can throw in a personal like, uh, comment or personal thank you, that would f- go far better than if you just send out a mass email that's, uh, you know, going from like a MailChimp or something. Uh, so if you can, if you can not automate, I mean, sometimes you have no choice, but if you can personalize, it takes a little more time, but ultimately it feels better to people. Yeah. And, and if you're going to automate, you, it's all about segmentation. So, you want to get down to very specifics about your audience so that you can actually talk about these niche down topics with them. And you're speaking directly to a very segmented list. Um, that way, when you're, when you are automating, it's, it's just more personalized because you're talking about something that's not generic at all. The more generic you are, the more somebody's going to ignore you because they get so much generic crap in their email box these days. Yeah. And, and as, as we've talked about, like, you know, all of marketing now is really about building personal relationships more than anything else. So, uh, you know, you got to put some time into doing that. Even this is interesting at, at traffic and conversions. They did a slide, uh, they did a, a presentation and this is not exactly the same thing, but they were, they were showed an e-commerce store where they, they offered a wallet and they had, um, the, they had a wallet you could buy and then they had a, a a split test where the other one was that you could buy a wallet and you could put your name on the wallet and they were able to sell the wallet with the name on it for 48% higher price. So 48% higher price. Um, they were able to sell it still with that, by just adding that touch of personalization because people love their names. People love personalization. It's uh, Dale Carnegie when he wrote uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was one of the things they said, that the person's name is the sweetest sound. And so, uh, you know, capitalize on that. Absolutely. So the more, uh, yeah, again, the more narrow you can get, the better. So uh, any other tricks that you that you have that you want to share in our little bonus episode? Um, I think uh, if we go into like Facebook Live a little bit, there are... I mean, there's a, there's a couple tools. I, I've kind of started to use Zoom webinar a bit for, for Facebook Live where I can do... So basically, I could do a, a live webinar presentation and simulcast it to Facebook as a live video. Um, but one of the things that I've mm-hmm. found that is bringing success is, is the you can schedule your lives now. So you can actually announce them in advance. And by doing that, you get your, the, the tendency is to get significantly more engagement by announcing them in advance. And by doing Facebook Lives, uh, this is a these are some stats that I get, it's recently got. The watch time is three times higher than pre-recorded video. The engagement with live video is ten times higher than pre-recorded video. 
and uh, live videos still receive the preference from Facebook algorithms. Mm. Is that impressive to you? Well, it's yeah. It, well, actually, it, it leads to uh, a small story that I just uh, found out about. In fact, uh, I'm going to share my screen right now. And while you're doing that, I want to say that one of the other things that one of the other strategies that was highlighted was the idea that you can give away something on every Facebook Live. And if you pre-announce that you're going to give away something, it could just be like a $5 gift card or a $10 gift card to Starbucks or something like that. And you use it as a way of creating engagement. So it could be something like, I'm going to give away a chance to win this $10 gift card uh, for everyone that posts a question on my live. Because the more people that post, the more that, that boosts your Facebook, um, your, your live into the Facebook algorithm and the more engagement you're going to get. So if you take advantage of that and you are willing to invest a little bit of money that way, it's, uh, it's going to pay dividends in getting your in spreading your message out there. Well, and that's, that's this new tool that Twitter has just introduced. This is from Marketing Land. Uh, Twitter's new tool gives video creators insights to boost engagement. And so what it does is it basically lets you know when the most people are watching video at that particular moment, and it allows you to uh, do some uh, publishing right at that moment. So uh, if you want to create some live streams, uh, you can uh, you can do that. So right here, it's talking about how in September, Twitter gave video content to push when it began putting live streams atop user timelines giving in-stream video ads uh, prominent placement. So you could actually create a live streaming video ad and post it uh, at this particular moment when the most people are watching uh, video on Twitter. So a little, little new tool for marketers to use. I think that would be a fun thing to at least experiment with. We should try that, man. We should, we should, we should, uh, we should, we should pump one of our, our live recordings and live stream it to Twitter and see what happens. We can do that. As a social experiment. The power of the internet is just unimaginable. It's like amazing. I mean, uh, a couple other, a couple other tools real yeah. quick here. So for Facebook, cause we're talking about Facebook now, not Twitter on We're talking about Facebook. Um, if you go to any business page and there, you're going to see, on a business page, you'll see a couple of uh, like next to the person's name or the, or next to the page name, you'll see something that says whether you're following or not. There'll be that thumbs up if you want to like the page. There'll be a share icon, and then there's an ellipsis. If you click on the ellipsis and you go down on the drop down menu to info and ads, you can actually view all of the ads that that page is running. So if you want to spy on your competition and see what kind of ads they're running, you can actually view all the ads that they're running right there for free. And it's a great way. It's a great research tool. Wait, you can analyze this tool? the copy. Tell you can me analyze again? the way they're using emojis. This this is just Facebook. There's not even it's not even a tool. You just go to any business page. Uh-huh. So again, you're gonna go to any business page, um, and then you're gonna where you know where it says like following whether you're following them or not or where the like button is. There's an ellipsis of three dots there. Yeah. You click on where the, th- the three dots are. You go to the very bottom. It says info and ads. So from the drop down menu, you go to info and ads. You click on that, and it shows you all the ads that, that that page are currently running. Huh. That's pretty cool. So it'll, it'll show you this. It'll tell you the date the page was created. It'll tell you prior names for the page, if it had prior names. It'll tell you um, the location of people that manage the page, where they're located. And it'll show you all the active ads. And you can, you can just view the ads. You can click on them, see where they go. You can uh, analyze the copy. You can look at the images. So it's a great tool for competitive analysis. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. So that's, that's a big one. 
That's a that's a newer feature. I I don't think they I think they rolled that out. I mean, newer like a year to a year and a half, but it's uh it's something I think is cool because it used to be that you had to use third party tools to find like ads that people were running, and I used to have a few tools for that, but now I can just go to the business page and see them directly. That's actually uh, one of the one of the things that I also recommend as far as a hack goes is definitely look at your competition and take a look at at what ads they're running and what they've been successful with. Um, because, uh, you've talked about like the blue water, red water, uh, analogy, blue ocean, red ocean. Yeah. Whatever. Water's water, man. And <laughs> but no, no, water is not, not okay. Cause it's salt water versus fresh water. You can, have salt a, water. you can have a freshwater shark. What if you have freshwater, like, like piranha? Well, yeah, I could get behind that. Okay. As long as it's piranha. <laughs> so, so the, the the point is, is that uh, uh, a lot of people don't do research on their competition. Uh, take a look at what other people have been doing. That's a good hack. And uh, you know, one of the things that you could do, especially if you prepare yourself, I love, I love, for instance, going into pitch meetings because uh, one of the ways I always get jobs is I'll I'll end up with like a fifteen page PowerPoint presentation, and I'll show them what their competitions are doing and what keywords their competition are ranking for and where they're at in that and how people are searching for them organically. And, uh, you know, if you can, if you can throw a prospective client five or six tidbits about their business, they had no idea about, it gives you a huge leg up. And again, you only need to know a little bit more than the most knowledgeable person in the room. Yeah. And I've seen the way you do that. You always have like a PowerPoint presentation prepared, uh, because I've been in pitch meetings with you and you you always show up well prepared and i mean your results speak for themselves cuz you've gotten all kinds of jobs and all kinds of uh you know all kinds of bookings so um showing up that way even if they're not expecting like a, a powerpoint like that is a uh, yeah it's it's paid dividends for you yeah so so sh- so be prepared when you show up that's that's the other hack i could i could definitely i have to I have to throw that one down. Be prepared and uh, and really do some research when you go into a pitch meeting and and just give them a little bit of tidbits and and you'll blow people away. You really will. Yeah. So uh, what else you got for me? Uh, let's get into uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, marketing news. So let's get into a couple current events and we're already we're already getting toward the end of our show, man. It's pretty incredible, but we already are. Uh, I, this was a, a kind of an interesting one that I saw. Um, there there were some leaked documents that show that facial recognition tech at U.S. airports is as little as two years away, despite concerns about the tech and its legality. So apparently facial recognition technology is being pushed forward at airports, and uh, and we have no say in it, maybe. I don't know. God. You know, th- this gets into a really, really interesting, because I, I don't know if you've heard this, since kind of it's kind of background noise with everything else that's happening in the world. But, you know, uh, Yahweh, which is uh, I actually have uh, a, uh, a Yahweh phone right here. Uh, you're, these aren't allowed uh, to be purchased in the United States. You can't get these in the United States. This is a Chinese run company. The phone is amazing. It takes like the best pictures I've ever seen. And uh, the trouble is, is that every business uh, that uh, the Chinese government uh, allows to operate that data can be available to the Chinese government at any time. And uh, this company, Yahweh, is, is uh, in the process of building the next generation 5G network. They have already the most advanced technology. And uh, they got into trouble recently because they went against the United States 
uh, uh, treaty codes and they sold some, they set up a shell corporation and sold some technology to Iran uh, for networking. So, uh, so now there's no government contracts allowed for uh, Yahweh, but the, but but this is the this is the interesting thing about it is that uh, the five G networks are either going to be controlled by the Chinese government or by the U.S. government. So the question now is, do you want your personal data to go through American servers where you could be spied on, or Chinese servers where you could be spied on? Uh, you know, the facial recognition, of course, that's going to be scraped by the U.S. government, too. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a super conspiracy theory person, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's across the board. No one really trusts the government or Facebook with our personal information. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like you just kind of for the U.S. government or the Chinese government. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't even trust you, really. But, you know. Well, you shouldn't. I know. You shouldn't trust me. I know. But I do anyway. You know why? Because some of my stuff is still in your house. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And if you want it back, you better trust me. Yeah. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be going to lightning in a bottle uh and uh very like in in May. And so I will uh in May. Yeah. And you'll be able to get a, a few of the items that I don't want, you can have back. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go through everything. I'll believe me, I'll 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 take it out of your hands. So, if not, then we'll give some of my stuff to our seven listeners. Uh, but you know what I'm not oh, going to, we should go, we should raffle some off. You, you, you know what I'm not going to raffle off? What's that? Uh Oh, oh Nelly. I am not going to raffle off my sex robot. You can't make me. Hmm. And how much did you pay for that thing again? I paid more money. That's it. I just paid more money. You paid more money? You paid a lot of that internet money, huh? I paid some of that internet money. Uh, This story... It was some of that internet money. (laughs) Uh, This story comes from... uh, Where the heck was it? I had it. I had this story. I had a story. Here's the story. Uh, This story comes from Mashable. Was it dot com? What's that? Mashable. Mashable. I love... Good good source. I, I love Mashable. Uh, this story is sex robots are a hot trend for online porn, everybody's. Um, we may not have flying cars, but sex robots are definitely a thing and that exists and they're becoming increasingly popular even in porn searches. According to adult website XHamster, there is an upward trend of searches for sex robot on its website. In 2017, we saw 21,000. What's that? No, let me ask you this. I want yeah. to ask you a question because your your father was a science fiction author, right? Did he ever predict the the rise of sex robots in? Yes, the US he did. In fact, I, I believe he even wrote some stories about it. Since yeah, since okay, just checking. Just wanted to make sure. And will they will they turn against us? You know what? I uh, I don't know, man. I mean, if they do, like I said, somewhere in time, I hope that the uh, AI sex robots find this podcast and uh, they hear that I was supportive of their endeavors uh, and they don't kill me. But uh, uh, yes. there was a 60 percent uh, uh, or 72 percent jump over 2017 from last year and uh, an increase of 175 percent over 2016. So it looks like the digisexual community 
is uh, starting to get its footing in in the world. And so, which is why Andros is announcing the Andros Sturgeon Sex Robot LLC company. That's right. Uh, where I am going to. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, man. You know, it's like, it's like. You're going to sell them of your likeness? If if I were slightly evil, just like slightly evil, I'd be making like so much more money because there are things that I would definitely, definitely sell and uh, against my moral compass. But you know what? I just happen to be a very nice guy. But, uh, but the, but the, but the real interesting thing is, is this, <laughs> um, why are people looking for sex robot porn is it a curiosity thing or is it just rule 46 of the internet Mm, that's a great question i I think it's a little bit of both i think a little bit of both people know the future is coming and that's what it is really i think so are the people that are watching sex robot porn and with that ladies and gentlemen What an incredible report. Thank you. Thank you. We did it again. What an incredible episode. Yeah. This was, this was amazing. This is supposed to be like a quick quick episode. I don't, you know, I, I'm i not sure how... We just don't do quick episodes. This is probably going to go longer than it should. <laughs> <laughs> longer than an hour. Oh, man. Let's get into geek news because I think that both of us happened to see a certain movie over the weekend... Yeah, we want to okay. give. Uh, we want to give both. Uh, are we going to give a spoiler review? Or are we going to do spoiler? Like maybe start spoiler free and then say like shut off your shut off your earphones. No, I think we should keep it spoiler free. Just spoiler free. Just keep it spoiler free. Okay. Short version is, uh, I loved it. I thought. Well, what, 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 what are we talking about? Oh, Tell them what we're talking about. Captain Marvel. Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh, overall, I thought it was a, a, an amazingly well done. I mean, it's competent. Uh, it's it's. It's as good as the average Marvel film, which are all, in my opinion, a little above average of most dumb action films. Uh, I thought that uh, the the thing that tripped me out was Sam Jackson's youngification, because there were a few points, you and I talked about this, there were a few points where it was kind of like, I don't know about that. But uh, but if I wasn't looking for that, I would have I would have never even thought twice. Yeah, about, that's what I said. There yeah. are a couple times where I'm like, there's something a little bit off about it, but not much. And and if I didn't know that they had done that, I probably yeah again I probably wouldn't have even noticed that they you know anything regarding it. Probably not. Uh, tough to say because I did know. Uh, there was there were some good twists in the in the in the uh, in the movie. A, a few things that made me go. Huh, uh, I wasn't expecting that, which is good because um, I, that's hard for, for me to do. I also uh, appreciated some of the nods to the 90s. That was uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of music but, nods. Yeah, the, the music nods and some of the other, there's a couple of jokes in there that were, that were really good. But also there were some really nice, very subtle Easter eggs that tied back to other Marvel movies. And uh, I have to say that the expanding Marvel universe, uh, the way that they've done it has been just masterful and and i am so stoked that in a few years i'm going to be able to sit my son down and just say hey i'm going to show you iron man i'm going to show you you know uh like how many are there now there's like 20 of them right yeah it's like 20 20 movies or yeah yeah there's only like 24 james bond films you know so it's going to pass james bond very soon yeah, because they're going to loop in the X Men and all that stuff. James Bond only cranks out one every like three years, 
and you know, right. Marvel's cranking out like three a year. So it'll, it'll right. pass James Bond in no time. Oh, well, I, I thought Brie Larson was actually quite good. She was good. I, I, uh, now the one thing, this, this, this was kind of an interesting thing. There was an anti-marketing marketing, uh, campaign that was going on with Captain Marvel. And, uh, in fact, I think that we should donate, a, uh, dedicate a whole show into how to fix, uh, bad reviews or bad, uh, online, uh, like if, if you get, Oh, that's right. Yeah. I read about that. Yeah. Because, and, yeah. and, uh, there were a lot of trolls who wanted to take Brie Larson down because she said something about, uh, that she just something about like women empowerment. And so every troll in the world wanted to, uh, basically like sync the movie. So Rotten Tomatoes has the, uh, critic score. And before the movie comes out, it's a score of how excited are you to see this movie? Yeah. And the uh, the trolls tried to lower the rating by using bots, and so they actually had to disconnect that portion of the uh, of, of of the of the system. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, and and even now um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at eighty percent by critics and fifty nine percent by users. So that's a that's a pretty big disparity that is likely caused by a, a lot of that campaign where they wanted to take the movie down. Um, for whatever reason, because they didn't yeah. agree with whatever she said. I don't even know what she said. So I didn't follow, I didn't follow that whole story. Whatever. That was one that I just kind of missed. Um, but again, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. I love the cat. The yeah. cat is a good, he's a, he's a cute kitty cat or she or whatever it was. Cute kitty cat. So, uh, all right. Well, anything you want to leave us with before we sign off of our bonus episode, that was supposed to be a short, short edition. Um, I want to leave you with Avengers Endgame is now only like six weeks off or so, and yeah, it crazy. is going to be awesome. And they've they've barely shown any footage, and I've loved that. I love the way they're handling the marketing on that, and we could dedicate a whole show just to that. I think we should one of these days. Uh, the mar- the art of marketing by not marketing. It'll it'll be another one of these bonus episodes that's like a ten minute episode that turns into a seventy minute episode. That's great. And with that, (laughs) I'm calling it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the show's over. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. What a show it has been where you learned incredible things about your life, your life balance, the force, and why you should live in the United States instead of the Netherlands. And you know what I want? I want all of our listeners, if you have a trick that you like, a little, like, like simple hack uh, for your marketing, will you, will you message either one of us on LinkedIn and tell us what it is? Because uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell, feature it. We'll find out on air. We'll read it on air. Yeah, we'll feature yeah, it on air. And if we can get this simulcasting working, we'll actually screen share it on air and we'll, we'll get all that going. Heck yeah, man. So we're experimenting with the whole simulcast thing. That technology, that's coming, though. It's coming. You're going to be able to listen to the show live. And then if we could figure everything out perfectly, we'll even take your questions live on air. Pretty soon, uh, we're looking at ways to upgrade the show, make it more interesting. I don't think this episode is going to be the way, but um, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And with that. And with that. Stay classy.